This is Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you drive long haul, short haul, or heavy haul, they're here to empower and inspire women in the trades on TNCRadio.live. So gear down, sit back, and enjoy. Welcome to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy DeCaro. We're a show designed to inspire and empower women in trucking, in the trades, and women in every profession with informative guests, experts, celebrities, and people who are champions for women. I'm Shelley, and I'm Kathy. Every topic can be discussed on our rig. We want women to be the very best they can be. And we like to interview experts who could offer guidance to women on topics that can empower them. Relationships and families can be challenging. When you're dealing with a blended family, the challenges can be even more complicated. Sometimes they seem insurmountable. It's difficult to be a stepmom or dad and to have to deal with an ex-spouse when you have children. Randall and Scarlett Tandy have faced those challenges. They both grew up in blended families and have a blended family of their own. They raised four kids together and were stronger for all the twists and turns that they took. They now coach couples on how to strengthen blended family relationships. They've created a roadmap called How to Enjoy Your Blended Family. We've got Randall and Scarlett on the show with us today, and we're excited. Welcome, Randall and Scarlett. Thank you for being with us. Hey, welcome. Thank you for having us. We're so excited to be here today. Yes, Yes. for sure. Now, I guess what I'd like to know is how did all this start? And I'm I'm just um, amazed that uh, this kind of resource hasn't really been available because there's so many blended families out there. Yeah, when I when you ask something like how does how does it start, I hear the Brady Bunch theme song come in. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, but. Yeah, I mean, we we both, I mean, we didn't have a choice when we were growing up in a blended family. Um, that was, you know, us just being pulled along for the ride with our families. And then, of course, it wasn't something we envisioned for ourselves. We were both married and thought, you know, it was for forever. And we found ourselves in a situation both in our, our mid to late 20s. Divorce, going through a divorce and just devastated, just heartbroken from that. And in the process of that, really just doing some like soul searching and figuring things out for ourselves. And here we are together. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. We were, yeah, both kind of in, if you've ever been through divorce, it is Mm -hmm. one of the most devastating things I think you could go through. Yep. Uh, You know, you, you just feel like you're being ripped in two. And so, yeah, for both of us, we shared similar stories through that time frame. We were really just trying to work on ourselves and parent our kids because I have one biological child. She has two biological kids. And, you know, we were just trying to be there for our kids at that time. But, you know, seeking love. I mean, we didn't want to go the rest of our lives without it. And so, you know, we really did that soul searching kind of reflection. And, yeah, we uh, happened to meet on a softball field one day and sparks yeah. flew and we decided, <laughs> Hey, let's, uh, let's start this blended family, you know? And so, yeah, we, we did that journey and we didn't, I, you know, in a lot of blended families, none of us know going into it, the challenges you're going to face. And, you know, no, none of us even really, I think know to ask the questions a lot. It, 
Uh, I know we didn't for sure at that time. And so as these challenges started arising, as far as, you know, the step-parent, stepchild relationships, as the co-parent relationships, trying to navigate through all that, we really struggled. And we found ourselves really trying to search for resources. And, you know, we were looking for in our church, we're looking in books and everything and just weren't finding a whole lot. But we would, you know, it's funny, we we would search for nuclear family, you know, uh, resources. And Well, I mean, they didn't call it that. It was just family, but we would try to do what they would say to do. And not all of it worked. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it's kind of one of those funny things. And and yeah, so we, we had so many ups and downs. And throughout the years, we've now been married 14 years, together 15. Our kids are now young adults and it's just staying the course through all the challenges work being able to work through those now we are reaping the rewards you know there's so much beauty in it mm-hmm. and so really we just felt led uh to pour out you know what we know and what we've learned what we continue to learn so that other families may not have to go through as hard of challenges through that yeah like what we wish we would have had back then yeah right what were some of the challenges that you were trying to seek answers for? I think it started out, I mean, cause we really were both just very optimistic about coming into this family. And so we were trying to create like a redo in a sense without really calling it that or knowing that we were doing that. But we, we came in immediately with some situations of just our parenting styles were completely different where I might have a little bit more of a free spirit, uh, maybe some guilt, you know, attached to that when I'm trying to, to parent my kids, both of my kids have struggled with ADHD. And so going through that and then Randall being more of a authoritarian. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. A recovering authoritarian. (laughs) (laughs) And it was just him and his daughter for four years. And so then, so with the parenting differences, that being one thing, which if you just married someone and you bring in your own parenting styles, if it was just your first marriage, right. But now we've been doing things our own way, parenting our children already. And then his daughter, which loved me in the beginning, um, really right before the wedding decided, Hey dad, Never mind. This isn't what I want for us. And so he had to really do some reflection on that. But that emotion that came up from her really carried in into um, the beginning ages of our, our blended family. Yeah, that was one of the bigger struggles. And, you know, it's funny because now they're young adults and having them reflect back, you know, we, we've asked them some questions before and she looked back because there was a lot of resentment that my daughter would have because when she would go see her mom, her, her, you know, she, her mother, her biological mother lived in another state. Mm -hmm. And so that was challenging for her to go over there for a little bit and then come, you know, be here. And she would put a lot of resentment with Scarlett just as that, that step parent role. But she reflects back now. And she was like, you know, dad, she said, I never understood it then, but I was jealous of what uh, our other two, that relationship that they had with their mother and that I didn't have that in our house. And she said, I really resented them for that. And so it did, you know, that was some of the challenges trying to work through that and then trying to understand co-parenting as well. Cause I think on all sides, we had a lot of differences And so those differences led to just a lot of, uh, you know, initial arguments at first until we 
figured, you know, really tried to learn and navigate through that. Yeah. Cause we had our way coming together. Like we thought what this is right. That's how you raise your kids. And of course, you know, they didn't agree with that necessarily. That's why we ended up divorced. Right. Because we couldn't agree on things. And so now you're having to parent someone that you don't agree with their ways and you don't have say in all of that. I struggled a lot with with not having control over what happened with my kids when they were away from me. So that was, that was a pretty big deal. And then into the teenage years, I would say is when everything came to a head. Oh you- yeah. <laughs> For anybody, years, right? Oh my, that's always when things kind of blow up. <laughs> yeah. And I would like in a normal situation. And then for us, like our kids had an out. And so now where they didn't agree with how we did things um, and they've been pulled and, you know, they want life with their other parents because we had full custody. So for the majority, our kids were with us, except like maybe every other weekend sometimes, or like extended time in the summer. So for us to go from like having them all the time and now they're wanting to experience life with their other parent, we were against it. And so that caused static. And so we went through like a period of like three, um, three to four years with really no contact with our kids in different, you know, different kids, different um, situations there. But that was probably one of our biggest struggles, which brought us to a place of really really just discovering ourselves and doing a lot, another soul searching adventure there Mm -hmm. and coming out the other end of that, realizing that we value the relationship with our kids way more than we value our standpoints on certain things or how we feel about certain situations. I think in, in some cases or in many cases too, when a blended family comes together, you were talking about resentment. There can be jealousy with the children. You know, that they don't necessarily like the new stepmom or stepdad, and there could be sparring going on and a lot of dynamics that make it difficult. There are, and we we see that so much because now the, the child is having to bounce between two different dynamics a lot of the times. You know, they, they've got mom's way of doing things. they got dad's way of doing things. That looks different for all of us, but still... You know, and what we really found is being able to step back and put yourself in our kids' shoes and the struggles that they're going through and them not understanding. And, and I think as as a parent, the more and more we've learned is to really be able to understand that they don't know. They don't understand. They just know it stinks. They just know, hey, something's yeah. not right and I'm not happy. I I can't put a name to it, Yeah. but this is just, you know, I, I don't like how things are going. And so what we found is really being able to be intentional and keep open communication to be able to help them talk through, well, you know, what, what's upsetting you? Because a lot of times our kids, especially in blended families, they'll act out, you know, and we as parents are so good at addressing that issue. You know, we, we want to uh, correct or parent that acting out issue when really it's a deeper issue going on inside of them. So when are we can step back and really, start talking to them. Well, why are you feeling this way? And, you know, age appropriate for sure, but, you know, really trying to help them to navigate their emotions and their feelings of what they're going through. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry. Our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. 
Share images of a moment you're proud of and join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We're talking about how to make blended families work and even thrive. We're talking with Randall and Scarlett Tandy. They're creators of How to Enjoy Your Blended Family. They've got some terrific insight. In our previous segment, we were talking about how to understand how a stepchild truly feels, how they're actually feeling, and helping them navigate those emotions and feelings. That can be a tough one to do for sure. You know, when they're little ones especially, I don't necessarily think they they know you know, I mean, they're just processing their own emotions and all of that. And children, I think, tend to, when there's been a divorce, they feel guilty. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's so much going on there. What do you think, Kathy? Well, you know, I was just sitting here reflecting about how um, when I met my my, da- my daughter's father, my very first husband, when I was 23, um, he had a little girl from a previous relationship and he had full custody. So very similar situation. So um, as I'm, you know, trying to, it's my first child, you know, I'm young, I come from a very violent background and trying to figure out how I'm going to be a parent, you know, all this stuff. And I was just thinking about how the the one time uh, uh, Leah, the uh, my ex-husband's little girl that I raised for about five years, um, she was about three or maybe four and she would go back and forth like a week with us and a week with her mom. And, um, I was singing, you know, you are my sunshine, my little sunshine. <laughs> you make me happy when skies are great. Anyway, I was singing that and she turns around with a viciousness that I'd never, I wasn't expecting in a four-year-old and said, I'm not your sunshine. I'm my mom's <laughs> sunshine. And then she storms out and it just, it took me aback. Like, I'm like, yeah. oh, like, uh, like it really hurt because I'm, I'm a person who's filled with love and I don't, you know, my, my daughter or her da- or his daughter, they were both our children, right? And yeah. just trying to, to be the best parent that I could. And, I, and I'm just filled with love in general. Yeah. I always have been. So to hear that, it was, it was like a slap in the face and I'm, I didn't know how to respond. And I, I kind of went after her and just say, hey, you know, honey, yeah. and try to explain that to a four-year-old. Like, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's, it's very difficult. I mean, they don't give parenting, they don't, what do they say? They don't give a, a um, parenting, parenting one-on-one book books. Or, and, yeah. yeah, like yeah. Uh, you do the best you can. And, and the sure. thing is, you use your own personal experience. Yeah. Um, like in my case, growing up with so much violence and, and awful things, I said, I'm not going to be like that with my kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Right? Just navigating, like you said, to the best of your abilities. Um yeah. Well, that's that's the hard part as well. Kind of given that situation, it, you know, most of us, you you'll see that you're going to see that in kids. For one, they are jealous, like you're saying. You know, they they don't want the divorce. In fact, there's always this longing in their heart that they want mom and dad to be back together, even when it's an unhealthy yeah. situation. Sure, and yeah, so yeah. there's always that internal struggle. And then, unfortunately, a lot of times parents can put the child in the middle of situations uh, just because of the disagreements. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of time it's not even, you know, it's, it's we don't mean to do that, but sometimes it can come across that way. So they've got that pressure as well. But you will, you'll see that acting out with that, that step parent relationship. But mm-hmm. 
You know, and I think that's why resources and knowledge are so powerful because our normal human instinct in that situation is like, little girl, (laughs) (laughs) you will respect me. I may not be your, your, you know, biological parent, but you know, and that's, that's how we want, you know, we want to address that surface level acting out when really she's, you know, Leah's struggling on the inside at that time and she doesn't understand it, you know? And so, like you said, being able to approach that with love and just say, Hey, Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I I hear you. I hear you. And listen, (laughs) I love you. You know, you, you may not feel like my little sunshine right now, but I love you. I'll call you and- my little storm cloud. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But, you know, maybe getting, getting her to talk or, you know, when they're in those situations and being like, you know, why, why do you feel that way? Why do you f- not feel like my sunshine? <laughs> you know? And and maybe, you know, get to the root of that problem or why she's feeling that way, you know, and that can be challenged, especially four or five years old, you know, they're not going to know. Yeah, I mean, and, and it was yeah. difficult because I mean, she was with, I mean, her and her dad were very, very close. And then I come in and then her and her yeah. mom were really close and it, you know, she's living with a vet with her mom. Um, she was living with her mom for a bit then with us and like it's, it's this child is torn yeah. and I understood yeah. that and and you could see that right and it's not the child's fault and so yeah. you my, my best solution is that you know kill them with kindness <laughs> just, just love people in what they can um, accept in a way they can accept and um, it's all in how you approach things and it's all in how you respond to things whether good or bad and um Sometimes it just takes uh, for us instead of to react, <laughs> to sure. just stop and think for a minute and just wait a minute. How, what's the best way that I could uh, I can approach this? Mm-hmm. And I know that for me in my life and my situations, um, love is and kindness is 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 always better than any negativity or, or violence or yelling and um, patience and understanding isn't always easy. Uh, it takes mm-hmm. work. <laughs> it takes a sure. lot of work. Yeah. But if you really want something um, and if the love in your heart is, will it will surmount most issues, most problems, I think, you know, you'll find a way just through the love that that's going to be flowing through you. You will find a way. The answers will come to you. I don't know if you're spiritual or not, but um, yes. I focus a lot on, on my inner power and God and, and how I can um, um, use that and be a vehicle for that love, you know, that that's coming through me. So that can extend worldwide. That's in everything that I do. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And Kathy, I see that a lot. Cause you do hear like the evil stepmom, and they get a bad rap, but what yeah. we experience a lot, it's not necessarily, there are women out there, I guess, or even stepdads that come at it and, and have a negative mindset with it. But what we experience and for myself personally as well, and like what it sounds like you were doing as well, is that you really just love and you want to love, but there is this different dynamic that is really hard. Cause I'm not only like, I'm a, a biological mom. So I already have this mothering nature inside of me. We are caring. I'm caring for this child that's in my house. I don't want to treat her any different than I'm treating my children. And then plus I'm a a teacher as well. And so it's just very natural for me to like do those things. Mm -hmm. It just comes out of me. And it became this thing where I was just naturally wanting to love her like my own, but I stepped on a lot of toes in the process, not meaning to, it was all out of genuine, just love and kindness towards my stepdaughter, but I didn't take time to really, um, I guess, honor her mother in that situation and have like some open communication and conversation with her from the beginning. Like, look, Mm -hmm. Hey, 
I don't, I am like, I want to be like a bonus mom. You know, I want to be um, an addition to what you have. I know you already have a mom. I'm not trying to replace her and have some conversations with her, even as a seven-year-old, eight-year-old would have eased some tension that came up. But I came in just thinking, okay, our, our other relationships did not work. I don't want my family to come from brokenness. So here we are, we're going to create this beautiful picture and it's going to look like normal because I came from a lot of dysfunction as well. So I was desperate carrying that baggage into this marriage of, okay, we're going to be as normal as possible. And I have to force this guys. <laughs> yeah. So that's where the struggle really came in to where if I would have had some understanding that this is never going to look like what I have envisioned as a normal, perfect movie, whatever kind of family mm -hmm. and approached it with a gentleness with my stepdaughter. And even with um, Randall's ex-wife, if I could have opened some lines of communication there, it would have, you know, helped us solve a lot of those issues a lot sooner. That doesn't yeah. always happen though with co-parenting you have the other parent quite often even, well, their resentment, you know, they're, yeah. they're resenting that they feel like they're being replaced or they use the children as pawns in, mm -hmm. in, yeah. in the extreme cases, which is so wrong. Yes. Yeah, we do. We, we see that a lot. And unfortunately, you know, and we always say, you know, as, as co-parenting, it, it is a challenge, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it can really be a challenge because you divorce for a reason, right? You divorce most of the time because you had differences. Yeah. And so it, is complicated to to really be able to co-parent but i think it's you know especially within the the child's best interest that when you're approaching co-parenting trying to keep that communication open and being able to talk more if, if you can because when you both are arguing or you both are really going at it the only person who loses is the kid you know, your child's the one who's losing in that. And, and that's the hardest part. And so I think it's really trying to be sensitive of that. And we don't, you know, I always go back to human nature. That's not our, our normal instinct. You know, our normal instinct is to fight, you know, and, yeah. and uh, you know, you, you need to hear my way and my way is right. But if we can come down off that and kind of, as you were saying, Kathy, approach things with love, because I know for us, you know, God was the one who really just, man, if we didn't have our faith, you know, we wouldn't have overcome all the struggles that we did, but, you know, being able to approach your co-parent with love and say, listen, I may disagree with you, but can we reach a compromise? <laughs> you know, what, what can we do? Because we don't want to put the kid in the middle. And I think that comes with just knowledge, right? That, that comes with being able to hear, uh, from other people and say, you know, whenever we're, you are doing that, is putting your kid in the middle. I think that for any parent would make you want to step back a little bit and go, sure. Oh, uh, well, I never thought of it that way. <laughs> okay. And maybe I, I need yeah. to calm down a little bit. And I uh, think in a normal situation and like what Randall's saying, and there's, there's just so many different situations when it comes to blended families and all the different reasons, like that is the ideal. And that's what the goal is. That's our goal is to help people come to that, that place where they can, but a lot of it, like, and we struggled with it is, you can only control what you can control. And so if you come to a place like you're saying, because there is, you know, bitterness and resentment on both sides and what that looks like and putting kids in the middle. And we had to come to a place and what we try to help others too is realizing you can only control 
what is going on in your household. And for me, it took me therapy actually to realize that and to realize that I was bringing in a lot of my baggage from my childhood and my trauma so that certain things that were happening in our family was triggering those things. And then I would react to them. But when I became um, really confident in just who I was and not so insecure about, um, you know, my mothering or, you know, you turn into that 12 little 12, 12 year old little girl, or at least I do when I get in certain situations, like I don't even feel like a grown adult anymore. Right. I'm 40, but all of a sudden I'm a scared little girl again. And until I was able to get past those hurts for myself, I couldn't move forward and let go of some of those fears that I was parenting out of things I was trying to protect my kids from. And then when I finally realized that, then I was able to better parent in my household, because like y'all are all saying, like in some situations you want that, but it's not possible, or at least it's not possible right now. We always try to err on the hopefulness of it, that one day it'll come, even with our adult kids, you know, we, we just pray that, um, one day that it'll come to the point where we're all just getting along, sitting on the bleachers, you know, cheering on our grandkids at their softball team kind of stuff. Stay tuned for more of women road warriors coming up. Trucking Moves America Forward, or TMAF, is building a positive image of trucking by telling the story of the hardworking drivers and industry professionals who support the industry. And you can be a part of it. Learn more about TMAF and how you can join and be a part of the industry movement working to build a strong image of trucking by visiting TMAF's website at truckingmovesamerica.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our latest channel, TikTok. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelly Johnson and Kathy Takaro. We're talking with Randall and Scarlett Tandy. They're creators of How to Enjoy Your Blended Family. Randall and Scarlett counsel couples on effective co-parenting techniques and how to make blended families thrive. So can families actually, well, not in every case, I would imagine, but ideally, can blended families get away from the the us versus them mentality? Because there there can be a lot of resentment and sparring that's going on. Parents can really feel like they're in a battleground every time they get up in the morning, right? Sure. Blended families always come with walls is kind of what we say, you know, especially with our kids and our kids amplify what we feel. You know, and that's why we always say that uh, even in a blended family, I think this is a hard one for blended families to really get is our marriage has to come first. You know, we, you know, we are, we have our faith and we believe God first in our marriage, but our marriage has got to be first. And that doesn't mean that our kids get neglected by any means. You know, what that means is me and her, we are working at our marriage. We're being very intentional to make sure our marriage is healthy, strong, that we're communicating really well. Because a lot of the struggles that come through is just really lack of communication. Mm-hmm. You know, us not communicating about things and talking through things. Instead, we internalize things, let things build up, then we blow up on each other. Or, you know, one will parent one way, one will parent the other way. And, you know, we're a house divided. So it's really the more that we're intentional in our marriage of yeah. connecting, having date nights and spending that quality time together talking about our schedules and and really connecting in that sense, 
that's healthy for our family. Now our kids see us on a united front and that helps keep those walls of division that us against them down whenever we can do more of that. So it's, it's, it's really us trying to make sure that we're together. <laughs> so it's got to start with us yeah, and, and then our kids will even, benefit. If you can't even parent with your current spouse well, and you're not communicating, like how are you going to be able to communicate with your ex-spouse as well and be able to have that um, open communication when you're still struggling inside your own home? And so that's what we have found mm. and used um, just all the struggles that have happened with the blended family where they tend to want to tear us apart so that we end up in the same situation we found ourselves before, which is divorced and now taking our kids through the ringer again, we have seen like, okay, we have got to, we have got to put this as a priority. We've got to learn to communicate with each other and see each other as the same team and that we're on the same team with the same common goal for our family. And when we do that, then we can begin to start looking at, okay, our ex, um, our co-parents, our ex-spouses, we're also on the same team. We have the same common goal, and that is to raise healthy, loving children. You know, my ex-spouse or his ex-spouse, they're not trying to, I mean, I get, there are certain circumstances where there are some people out there, but in most situations, parents are out there just trying to raise like loving, successful children. It's got to be difficult though. And and I can see having a healthy relationship in, in your second marriage is so important. Like you said, a unified front when you're dealing with a co-parent, it could be somebody you really can't stand. That mm-hmm. is hard to step out of that and communicate diplomatically and maintain that focus because I would still think there'd be some of that energy of resentment <laughs> that yeah. created the problem where the marriage didn't work in the first place. And if things are, are that... Um... Uh, we call it high conflict, right? And really the definition that we believe high conflict is both sides see things differently. There's big differences, you know, and and depending on the different dynamics that you have out there, some don't have that big of differences. You know, maybe some are, uh, they're able to get along a lot easier than others, but a lot of times we see it to where it is more of a high conflict. And with that first, you know, all we can do is control ourselves, right? We can't control our ex-spouses, we can't control the way that they react or that they act, but we can't control us and our actions and our reactions. And so really making sure that our emotions are in check whenever we're trying to communicate, because if we uh, feel like we've got to have our voice heard, and so we're trying to talk over the other one, all that's going to do is lead to where we're escalating things, right? So really, if we can recognize that and say, okay, I want to make sure things are de-escalated, you know, and that all comes from the tone of my voice whenever I'm talking. If I can maintain a calm tone, then that helps de-escalate the situation to where you both can hear from each other. That's ideal. But if it can't get to that point, you've got to be able to set up healthy boundaries within yourself and within your home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, that's going to look different for everyone. But, you know, if if you know that you and your ex just can't talk to each other, then that healthy boundary might be, okay, we need a mediator. You know, we need someone that we can talk through. Not your child. Not, yeah, not your <laughs> right, child. Not, right. Definitely uh-huh. not your child. 
Hey, little Susie, my ear old. <laughs> we need yeah. you in between them. Yeah, no, tell uh, your mother I said. Yeah. And that happens all the time. It does, even when you don't mean to. But yeah, is it, you know, and maybe that is saying, you know, okay, we're both mature enough to where we know we're just, we got two big differences. I'm not seeing your way and you're not seeing mine. So maybe we need a mediator to where we're going through. You know, and that can, mediation can look different in so many ways, right? So, you know, it's it's just being able to set up healthy boundaries that protect you and your family and your emotions. But ultimately, if you approach the situation with love, and we found, I think what has helped us, and we wish we would have seen this earlier, is if we can just put ourselves in their shoes. You know, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of times we just don't, you know, we're, we're, I, I know for me, I can get very strong headed and believe my way is the right way. And, you know, uh, I'm a recovering perfectionist myself as well, but you know, it's, it's one of those that, uh, the more I can put myself in other shoes, the more I can really have empathy and mm-hmm. they see it from their eyes and their position. And whenever I can hear them and hear their heart, then they're more apt to want to hear me and hear my heart. So that, that has helped over the years, but that takes personal growth and working because yeah, normally, especially if you're freshly divorced or freshly remarried, yeah, you still got your boxing gloves on, you know, (laughs) you're still wanting to go at it. Oh, sure. You haven't had a chance to recover from all of that. And And people, yeah, and people jump into new relationships so quick that they don't recover from all that. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the truth? They're, they're alone for five minutes, and as soon as somebody pays attention to them, boom, they're yeah. in. There, right? <laughs> yeah, Without even that... taking the chance to know who they are and what yeah. they, what they like, and focus on on healing and recovering. Sure. And, mm-hmm. um, I was just listening to what you were saying, and a, a thought came to me about how, how we parents um, often use the child as as the mediator. Another thing. Um, which happens quite often is bashing the other parent, being really negative about about yeah. them in front of the child. And um, I, I, you know, I think that's one of the most harmful things that we can do. Sometimes we do it without even realizing the child is there or they're listening because you know they're busy playing toys or watching TV or whatever. But as a reminder to everyone out there, when when there's when you're going through some stuff. Um, with your exes and with um, even even in your own personal families to kids are like sponges they they absorb oh, everything yeah. <laughs> yep. and um, especially the negative stuff that that comes I mean th- their filtering process is, is a little different than when you're grown up and kind of hardened to the to the world so just, I guess, as a suggestion to to everyone out there is just to pay attention when your kids are around what 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 it is you're putting out there in a negative sense um, against, you know, other people as in terms of gossip or or just being hateful or mean or, you know, oh, she did this and she did that. And, oh, my God. Can yeah. you believe that? You know, like, you know, things yeah. get. And so just to really pay attention to what we're doing, what we're saying in the, in the presence of children, it's like mm-hmm. arguing in front of children or, or, you know, being hateful and all that. Um, it really leaves a lasting impression. It does. So. And then they think that that's the way that they need to interact with people when they're sure. adults. Yeah. Or, or often they'll think it's their fault. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So they grow up feeling guilty already and, and it shouldn't be like that. Well, it does. It puts them in the middle. And we heard this one time and it, it, Whenever we heard is it, it like, oh, wow. You know, it, it, if we're talking, bashing the other parent in front of our kids, 
that is half of our kid right there. You know, our kid oh, makes shit. up both of us. Yeah. And so they're taking it personal <laughs> as yeah. well. And ultimately, you know, and I think this is one of the things that, that are hard for us to, to really grab a hold of initially is that, you know, they, that is their parent, you know, whether you like it mm -hmm. or not, yeah. that is their parent and they love their parent and they should love their parent. Yep. And whenever we're talking negative about them, that hurts them to the core, you oh, know, and they don't absolutely. know how to process that. So yeah, really we're doing them a disservice by speaking negatively about their parent, you know? And so as really, like you said, being sensitive to that and, you know, it, and it's so easy for us to want to, you know, talk bad about the other parent and stuff, especially whenever you are having differences, but being able to control your tongue is huge. <laughs> you know, it is huge. Oh, and that takes some serious discipline, doesn't it? Yes. Like, oh, oh, take a deep breath, bite your tongue, bite your Yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. But that's blended families, you know, I, I think, yeah. and that's the beauty of blended families is if we learn more personal growth, if we take it as a, an opportunity for us to learn more about ourselves and learn how to handle others more, you know, we need that even, you know, stronger than a nuclear family, you know, but if we can take that, if we can take that opportunity, man, it just makes us better people, you know, and not just that, not only is it going to bless our families, but it's going to bless all those around us, you know, it's, it's going to make you know, all of our friendships stronger, all of our other relationships stronger, but yeah, so much. We just, we continue carrying our old baggage and we bring it in and we want to add more to the baggage <laughs> and it never gets better. Well, and we make excuses right. for our own stuff, but then when it's our ex-spouse, you know, or your stepchild or whatever that's, or your current spouse that's doing something, you know, that frustrates you and, and gets on your nerves or makes you mad, angry, and you don't want to hear excuses. But when it's you, you're like, yeah, but you don't understand what I've been through. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned for more of Women Road Warriors coming up. Kathy DeCaro is nothing short of amazing. She not only drives the world's biggest truck as a heavy equipment operator in Northern Alberta, Canada, she's an international motivational speaker and the author of Dream Big, an autobiography about overcoming a lifetime of trauma and abuse that led to dreams of success. Kathy inspires people the world over to change their lives and improve their self-worth. Her book will change your life. She's passionate about personal growth and believes anyone can change their circumstances and overcome their obstacles if they believe in themselves. Her life will amaze you and seriously inspire you. Be sure to order a copy of her book, Dream Big, on Amazon.com. Industry movement Trucking Moves America Forward is telling the story of the industry, our safety champions, the women of trucking, independent contractors, the next generation of truckers, and more. Help us promote the best of our industry. Share your story and what you love about trucking. Share images of a moment you're proud of and join us on social media. Learn more at truckingmovesamerica.com. Welcome back to Women Road Warriors with Shelley Johnson and Kathy Takaro. 
On this episode of Women Road Warriors, we're talking with Randall and Scarlett Tandy. They counsel couples on how to have successful blended families. Randall and Scarlett, you folks do so many things. It's just amazing. You've been active in your church. Uh, Parenting with faith helped you a great deal too, correct? Oh, we wouldn't have survived anything without God in our lives. And that, you know, that was... um, really whenever I know I divorced, my divorce was really challenging and I didn't understand what a relationship with God was at that time. I knew God, but I didn't understand what that meant, but that's what really catapulted me in my faith. I was like, I just, I need you. (laughs) You know, I was clinging. I was like, man, so that was so faith building for me to walk through that part and yeah, I'd, I'd made a, a commitment to God, you know, like we do sometimes in desperation. We're like, well, God, if you do this, I'll do that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Bargaining>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, let, let me try to bargain with God. And, uh, but yeah, I, I just knew that, uh, through our divorce, if I had custody that I was going to raise my daughter in church, I was going to be in church. And, you know, I did, I stuck to that wholeheartedly. And so anytime the doors were open, I was mm-hmm. there, <laughs> you know, it's kind of one of those. Sure. Yeah. And definitely that, I mean, so he explained it like during the divorce process of both of us is when we really began to lean on God. And, and honestly, I was a little upset with God because my ex-husband was military and he was off like fighting, um, during the Iraqi war and stuff. And so during that time is when I really began to pursue a relationship with God. And I found a relationship in that moment. Like, you know, that was like my hope was during that time. Cause I was just so scared of what was going on around the world. And then my ex-husband, he, he was my husband at the time comes home and he was not a believer. And so I had this faith that I had grown up with, but never practiced. And now I'm at the church all the time. You know, we're, I'm trying to raise the kids that way he comes in and there was just a lot of disunity with there and it caused some, some issues. And then ultimately we divorced pretty soon after that. And so I was like angry with God about like, what is love and you know, how love lasts forever. And that's just a joke and this and that. And so when I went on that, when I said that soul searching journey and really discovered God, taking me and carrying me through that Mm -hmm. and then raising our children in that, just like Randall was saying, we were very adamant. This is how we want to raise our kids. But man, when your kids leave, they were 14, 15 years old and they, I wasn't done raising them, you know, like I still had a few more years and they're gone. And now I'm just feeling like my, my nest, you know, my empty nester happened way sooner than I was prepared for. I had to, I was worried every day. They're in their teenage years. They're making choices that I don't agree with, you know, like, Mm -hmm. are, are they, I don't know because, you know, I don't know what's happening. And man, I just was just living a life in fear. And so I just had to be able to give it over to God and really trust that he is a better father than a parent than I can ever be. And so I began to trust that he's going to take care of them. Mm -hmm. Even when they're away from me, he's going to take care of them. We planted the seeds Um, They have that inside of them and they're going to come out of this better and stronger. And when I was able to release that in a way, it took the pressure of me as mom having to do everything perfect um, because that's what I was trying to do is raise them in this like, you know, perfect household mindset, everything. And when I gave that over and let him have that and realize I'm never going to be able to get it right, it eased this tension to where my kids were wanting to be around me more. They started to come back around and we were able to have these relationships with them and be very intentional 
in that it allowed me to trust God with the parts that I couldn't control and then just love and be super intentional with the relationship side with our kids. And that's so important. You thought so deeply about all of these things. And I think you you really bring to the table to couples some really good insight. Um, you have a basically a roadmap. It's called How to Enjoy Your Blended Family. If you wanted to maybe talk about some of those pointers, because there's so many things that go into a blended family. I'm sure, sure. you've got tons of questions from people saying, what do I do now? <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, definitely. And thank you for that question. Uh, now, what what we discovered, you know, we like like we said, we had so many, it's been a roller coaster ride, but our, our faith has been what's the glue kept us together through all this. But whenever we we're going through the most difficult parts of our lives with, with our kids leaving and, you know, each one, one by one for certain situations. And, you know, that that's another uh, talk, all <laughs> yeah. on its own. but you know, what brought every, each one of them back was our open hearts, but our intentionality to have fun, to enjoy it, to set aside some of those differences and to say, you know what, let's celebrate us and let's have fun together. And what we found out through that whole, whole journey is Ultimately, that's what allowed each one of the kids to come back one by one and come back under our roof and restored our relationships to something even more beautiful than it was before. But it was that intentionality on creating fun opportunities. And that's kind of what we were missing. You know, we're, we get so busy in life. We, you know, with work, with, you know, taking kids here, there, you know, just the stressors that come along with it. A lot of times we find ourselves putting our relationships on the back burner yeah. and then filling our life around with everything else. So we really found that whenever we're intentional to make sure that we're putting on the calendar, spending time with my, my wife, you know, making, making that we're putting it on the counter. We're going to do that. And then having family time, uh, having maybe me and my, my stepdaughter doing something or me and my stepson doing something, we're putting those things on the calendar. Now we can feel everything else around it, but now we're being intentional on those relationships because we found that whenever you're having fun together, when you're doing something together, uh, and we believe that if you can do it over common interests, things that you both like to do, that is relationship 101 building. I mean, you come together in a powerful way that helps keep walls down. And now we're having fun over laughter, over mm -hmm. enjoyment. And so it's really bringing that intentionality back. And so, yeah, how to enjoy your blended family. We walk through five intentional dates that you can have in your blended family to discover what that fun looks like for you. And you, through these five dates, you'll discover new things within yourself, within your spouse, within your kids. And it gives you a plan. You'll come out with an action plan that continues going on over and over again to where now you are able to put this on the calendar. You know how, and you know, we walk you through a really easy process to be able to do it, but you walk out with a great game plan to where you're being intentional and having fun. You know, yeah, now you're connecting. able to enjoy it because we really have discovered the more fun you have together, the less problems you'll see. And that's powerful because so much we find ourselves in blended families getting focused and sucked into all the challenges mm -hmm. that it can really start sucking the joy out of life, sucking the joy out of your family. Sure. You can create that negative environment in your home to where nobody wants to be there. Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't even want to be here. You know, so it's whenever we can shift our focus 
and and start creating these opportunities to have fun and laugh over games, game nights, and and just connecting over, you know, different interests. That is powerful. Now everyone wants to be together and you're keeping those walls down, just having fun together. Yeah. And you don't want to, we explain like in our situation, we, our relationships were completely like zero communication um, in some of the situations for, for several years. And so that's in the, in the worst of the situations, right? You have no relationship with your um, stepchild or your, you know, your biological child or your stepchild or whatever, you're having to really reconnect that relationship, but we don't want it to have like what we created. It's not like for the extreme situations either, but we want to show that it does work even in the most extreme situations, but even in your regular day-to-day life, like this is something that we, um, we did as we were raising our kids, but also we even still use in our young adults life is walking through this process and just figuring out, okay, life is going to throw enough hard stuff at you. There is so much coming at us. There's so much negativity all around all the time. We can just sit there and look at it and try to problem solve everything out there and more stuff's going to come. So we just like, okay, let's put that aside. Let's find some things that we enjoy doing together. And so it really does um, how to enjoy your blended family. It helps you connect for yourself, for those that are needing that. Like I just need some me time and to figure out what I like. It helps you figure out the things with your spouse, how y'all can bond um, and connect in that way. But even with your individual children, biological and step, and as a whole family, it just takes you through this process of figuring it all out. And if you can do new things, we always say this too, you create new experiences, that's powerful. So, you know, it's through that, even discovering things that y'all want to try, you know, new things that y'all could go out there and experience together. That is just so relationship building right there. So that it's, it really is, it's powerful. And we've, we've seen it over and over again. Uh, in our lives and in other blended families. And so, yeah, we just really encourage, let's bring some joy back in our family. We need it. Positive. And that can come in the shape of uh, the little things, you know, often people think Mm -hmm. that it, it requires something like some big event that costs a lot of money, but that's so untrue because you can have joy in the smallest things with your, with your kids. And it's mm-hmm. not about the money. It's not about the size of the event, but it's about the yep. quality yep. time spent together. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a hundred percent. That's, you know, we talk about the small things, the big things, you know, things that cost a lot of money and was, was so, you know, what we can get focused on is we're going to have a vacation one time a year, and then we're going to make up for all the other times the within the year yeah. of the day-to-day stuff. Yeah. 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 We're going to try to make up for it all in one setting in one week. And that's just impossible. Yeah, sure. So it's really being intentional on a weekly basis yeah. and doing it small, finding maybe you and your, your, your stepson love to play tennis. So y'all putting Hey, you want to go play tennis? I mean, it's something free, something to do. Maybe it's a walk around the park. So yes, yeah. it can look so different to, you know, your dynamics. So it really is focusing just on the intentionality on a week to week basis. And one thing that I had to learn in in, uh, in my particular situation, um, I ended up becoming an alcoholic and my daughter went to live with her dad for a couple of years and I was homeless and just like a whole bunch of things. And I didn't, I didn't talk to her for a couple of years while I was trying to regain my, you know, who I am and let go of my addiction and all that. And um, in the process of, you know, getting my life back and getting her respect back by this time she was 16 and all that, learning 
to not buy her affection back <laughs> for yes, all the mistakes yeah, yeah. that I made. Yeah, you know, sure, my yeah. personal guilt about how I felt like I was a crappy mother. Um, mm -hmm. Learning to not try and buy her affection back with things. And that was a process for me. And especially once I got a really good paying job and then I'm like, no, 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 no. This isn't going to work <laughs> like that. So yeah. um, now what we do is we make a point of uh, taking a vacation together. Like her birthday's in December, uh, December 10th and there's Christmas. So instead of once I got this job nine years ago, I stopped buying gifts and I said, instead, we are going to make memories together. We are mm, going to take yeah. one trip and we're just going to go create something and it's way more powerful than yes. any trinket that you That's can right. buy, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm, I mean, I was a nurse for 13 years. You think, and the one thing that I know is that you think time is your friend. You, that's not necessarily true. Yeah. <laughs> and I would much yeah. rather create memories that when I'm gone, that she can bring with her till, you know, till the end, than sure. just some stupid thing that you might lose in a fire or whatever. Right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So and your kids want not that. buying your children's affection. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Your kids want that too. Randall and Scarlett, I, I love what you're doing here. How do people reach out to you? Sure. Yeah. You can find us on our website. It's enjoyingyourblendedfamily.com. Uh, that, that really has everything there. So we're, we're there. We're on our podcast. Yeah. The podcast is we put out, a, put out a new podcast every Monday and Friday. Mondays is like more of the hot topics, the hard parts. And then on Fridays, we share like fun things to do, fun ideas, sometimes out of the box, sometimes in the box. Um, and then you find us being silly on Instagram, enjoying your blended family. We're on there just um, it's edutainment. I think we're a little bit entertaining, <laughs> a little bit um, sure. um, informational and putting it out there just to connect with with other blended families. Excellent. This is wonderful. It's a resource that people have needed for a long time. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, we love hearing the stories, you know, of blended families really coming together and strengthening, using a lot of these tools, tips, tricks that, that are out there. And we're starting to see more and more resources. And if anything, if we can encourage any blended family out there, just to know you're not alone, you know, and I think that's the biggest thing is knowing mm -hmm. that there is a community. And when we lock arms together and we continue growing and learning from each other, all that does is strengthen your family and yeah. brings more enjoyment. So that's what it's all about. Yeah. How are numbers? No doubt about that. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. This is going to be super helpful for our listeners, I think. Oh, oh thank you for yes. having us. It's been an honor and pleasure and great conversation. Fun. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And it's been great having you on the show. You've been listening to Women Road Warriors with Shelly Johnson and Kathy Takaro. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a topic or feedback, email us at info at tncradio.live. Thank you for listening to another great interview on tncradio.live. And don't forget, be sure to subscribe to our podcast of Women Road Warriors. It's free. All of the material you hear on tncradio.live on our website, our broadcasts, or our podcasts are copyrighted. There can be no distribution without the express consent of tncradio.live and its partners. For inquiries, write us at info at tncradio.live.